Welcome to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope that you are encouraged and find deeper purpose and meaning in your walk with Christ. If you would like more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org. I uh, I used to, I haven't done it in a few years, but we... Uh, when Reagan was a little younger, we used to, every summer, we would get the tent out and we would uh, put it up in the backyard. And we, me and Reagan, my, my wife would not participate, <laughs> but uh, Reagan and I would uh, camp out for the weekend. So we would go out and, I, of course, I always, it was close enough to the house I could run an electric cord, but I would... Um, I, take an air mattress and I would have it out there and you know it'd inflate because I'm not really good at sleeping on the ground at this point you know there was a day when it wasn't a problem but I'm getting to the point in my life where that kind of thing isn't great for me but uh so we would go out and we would spend the weekend now uh haven't done it for the last few years we have a camper now so we, we got a camper it's been three or four years ago so we we go camping from time to time and uh, we'll take that out and go to Pike Lake or someplace and Pike Lake isn't very far from home but you know we're camping it's it's like being on vacation you know uh, even though you're you're not at home you are uh, still out somewhere but I always I always really in, enjoyed camping and and kind of being in a tent I, I don't know why being under the stars and sleeping it, it's always been kind of nice but can you imagine living in a tent I mean, your, your life was kind of that mobile kind of life. And Abraham was a guy who lived in a tent. It wasn't something he did on the weekend. Now, see, some of you guys thought I was telling all those stories about the tent, and you thought I wasn't going anywhere with it, but it had a point. But he wasn't a guy who just did it for a weekend. He lived that way. And they would move from place to place and, 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 and you know, here and there. And So we're going to read here in, in Hebrews chapter 11 about Abraham, and there are some things that we can learn from Abraham about the way he lived. It says in verse 8, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing where he went or whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now, we'll notice that Abraham, as he was out here, the, the scripture says that he left his homeland, he left where it was that he was uh, living and called out to go into another place which he should uh, have for an inheritance. And when he lived there, he lived as a stranger in that land, living in tabernacles, but it says that he was, while he was there, he was looking for a city that had foundations whose builder and maker is God. Abraham lived in a tent and wandered uh, through the area that he lived because he was looking for a city. He was looking for a place to call home. 
it wasn't a regular city and, and it wasn't a city that I believed that he was ever going to be able to find because it says he was looking for a city that had foundations, but a specific city whose builder and maker is God. Not a human fleshly city that, that man had designed and put together, but a city whose builder and maker is God. We're going to skip down to verse 13. It continues to uh, speak. It says, And these all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Jesus told his disciples, he, he said, um, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Right? He told him, he said that, that I go away, I'm going to go away and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I'm going to prepare that place that where I am, you may be also. So for you and I, as we sit here and we read the scriptures, I, I, I want us to understand something and I want to be clear. This is not your home. You've heard the, the uh, people have said from time to time that people can get so, so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. But I would contend that sometimes we get so earthly minded that we're no heavenly good. Sometimes, and, and, and uh, ironic with the, the Sunday school lesson that we had this morning over in class, I, this, this kind of uh, fit, fits and meshes very well with what, uh, what we studied there this morning. But, but I'll tell you, I, I, I think that we have a, a problem. And our problem is, is that we don't understand and we don't see that this is not our home. This isn't where you belong. This isn't it. This isn't all, all that life is about, what you get here and what you do here. But life is about more than this place. There is a city that has foundations whose builder and maker is God that Christ has went away to prepare for you and I. And one day, one day you and I will once again, we will see him and we'll walk down the streets of that city. few years back I was reading a or watching a documentary I, I'm one of those strange people who when I watch TV it tends to be documentaries uh, I like those things and, and I was watching one and, and they were in a place um, uh, kind of on the uh, western edge of the Sahara Desert near Morocco but it was uh, now Algeria and there was a refugee camp that sits right here on the kind of the edge of Morocco in Algeria, uh, the Sawari refugee camp. Uh, back in 75, 76, that era, there was a war and Moroccan, Moroccan forces had basically, uh, when I believe it was the French had pulled out, the Moroccan forces came in and a big war. And these were basically refugees, people who were displaced from their home in Morocco. 
and ended up in the edge of the desert. They're out here uh, basically living and began living in tents. And they, they can't grow anything. They, they can't make a place for themselves. The, the water that they have has to be transported in. The food they have has to be transported in. Uh, they're, they're basically sitting here on the edge of a desert. And they, they have nothing. They built some mud huts and this and that. But as the... Um, as the guy was going through uh, this little refugee camp that has been there for you know, 50 years now, or getting close to 50 years, as he goes through this refugee camp, you would see these mud huts, and beside of these mud huts, there were these tents that were set up beside the mud huts. So he sits down and he talks with one of the people who were kind of the leaders in the refugee camp, and, and he asked them, he said, so... I notice you guys live in these mud huts that you've built. Why is it that you have a tent that is right here beside the mud hut? And the answer that, that this guy said, when I heard this, it really kind of stood out to me. He said, because I, we, need, we have to remember that this isn't our home. They're refugees that belong somewhere else. This isn't the place that they're meant to be. This is not their homeland. They're displaced from the place where they really belong. And you and I who are here this morning have to come to the same understanding that we're not uh, at home in this world, but we are pilgrims who are passing through on our way to a better country. Pitch a tent. Pitch a tent. A reminder in your life that this is not your home. For you and I, the temptation to grab on to this world is, is tempting. But what we really need is something in our life that reminds us that the home that's ours is a place we've never been. A place we've never seen. As a matter of fact, in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 9, it says, But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. Now I want you to think about that for a second. Abraham was looking for a city that had foundations, whose builder and maker was God, right? So his criteria was simply a city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. That was the extent that he knew about what it was that he was looking for. Was that I'm looking for a city that has foundations, but my, my big criteria here is the builder and maker is God. Abraham didn't know what it was that he was getting. He didn't know what it was that he was going to see. But what he knew is that the city that he was looking for was built by God. And you and I who sit here this morning, we have no clue what heaven is going to be. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what we are going to experience there. But I know enough. I know enough to know that it is the place that I belong. It is the place that I call home. Yeah. 
So, pitch a tent. Luke chapter 12, verse 16. It says, He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do, I will pull down my barns and build greater barns. And there I will bestow all my fruits and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool this night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. See, here is something significant about when I, me and Reagan go in the backyard and we camp out in the tent. Is there is not enough room. There just isn't. We have room for the, the mattress that we sleep in, and that's because i got a, a bigger tent than I probably need. And then there's a little, little space beside it, so I had to be pretty selective with the things that we, we brought out there with us. You know, we needed a light, we needed this, we needed that. But there was no place to store up things, right? There was no place to, to put up treasures. There was no place for me to bring all the cool stuff. I didn't set up my entertainment center, and I, I didn't bring my safe and, and, and put it out there. I, I didn't do all these things because you know what? When you're living in a tent, there just ain't a place for it. And I want to illustrate to you this morning that that tent living is the opposite of this. What I want to advocate to you this morning is that we need to be more like Abraham living in a tent. Than this man who we read about in this parable. See, because he had invested, he had built, he had grown the things of this life. He had gotten good at the things of this world. He had become a, a great at farming. He had become great in his industry, great in his business to the point where he said, you know what, I have so much that I have accumulated that I'm just going to have to figure out a better place to put it. So I'm going to tear down the barns that I have. I'm going to build newer barns, bigger barns, better barns, so I can put more stuff in it. And then I'm going to sit back at ease and I'm going to say, wow, so you've done a good job. You've done great. You've accumulated all the things of this life that you really wanted. So let's keep them all sorted. And I'm going to eat, drink, and be married. Mary, not married. I'm going to do all this stuff because of all the things that I've accumulated. But now this is a parable, Right? And in this parable it says, But God said to him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose, thing, whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? In other words, tonight this is it. 
You're dying tonight. You're, you're leaving this world tonight. And you leave this world tonight, all the things that you've worked for, all the things that you've put in those big barns, all the things that, that you've accumulated, all the things that you've stored up, all the things that, that, that you, you've been able to get, who's that going to belong to now? Now, I don't want you to think for a second that I'm preaching you shouldn't have things. I wish I would have found that Tozer quote I was talking about this morning because it, it had been perfect for this too. A.W. <laughs> a. Tozer, he, he wrote, uh, has written several books. Uh, has, uh, there's a quote, and I, I couldn't find it this morning. Uh, I thought it would have been, been great for Sunday school class and really would have fit in here very well. But uh, I'll give you the gist of the quote. Uh, he, he talks about how when we were created, when man was created, we were created with um, and, and placed in a garden. And God had provided for us all these great and good things for our enjoyment. Right? He, he did. Uh, uh, as Adam and Eve were there, he, God, God had provided everything. You know, there, uh, the food that they needed, the, the, the work that they did, and, and all those things were, were there. And it was a thing of ease that, that man, and God provided all that and all those things were. But here's the thing. All those things were external to man. They were out here. And reserved in the inside of man was a place for God and God alone. He resided here. But after man's fall, after man's sin, that relationship became corrupted. And the things that were once outside here for, for man's pleasure were external to a man. Man began to internalize those things. And now the things that God had provided out here for, for, for man to enjoy became the things that man had, had sought after. And they began to replace that relationship with God that was there. We started taking the things that, that were always meant to be out here for our enjoyment and bring them in here and become the things that we desired and we sought after. We replaced this God relationship with, with things. And I will tell you that that is very much, if we're not careful, the trap that we fall into. When we start to take the things of the world that we live into and we make that about what life is about. But we're, we're, we're not those people. We're tent dwellers. We're the kind of people who live in that we're strangers. We're pilgrims here. We're just passing through. You have the opportunity to accumulate great wealth. Great, that's good. Good for you. But don't ever let that wealth be the thing that you're living for. You have the opportunity to have a good time. Great, I'm glad. But don't ever let the good times be the thing you're living for. Because for you and I, there is a bigger and better thing that awaits for us. We've not seen it. We've not experienced it. I can't, it hasn't even entered into my mind what that's going to be. But I know the builder and maker of that place is God. And what God has in store for me, for those that love him, is beyond my wildest imagination. And anything that I may have in this life pales in comparison to what God has in store for me. Pitch a tent. A reminder that this isn't home. A reminder that this isn't the place that you're, you're not from here. You're just passing through. 
on your way to the home that's been prepared for you. Thank you for listening to the Stockdale UCC podcast. We hope this has been a blessing to you and that you will share this with your family and friends. For more information about Stockdale United Christian Church, please visit us at stockdaleucc.org and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Stockdale underscore UCC.